Welcome to POP. My name is Pastor Tony Katko, and this is a shortened version of our sermon from August 21st. We started a new sermon series this week based on a book by Carrie Newhoff called Didn't See It Coming, Overcoming the Seven Greatest Challenges That No One Expects and Everyone Experiences. And our challenge for this week is cynicism. So I have a lot of great memories from the high school getaway. I got to go on the second of our high school mission trips this summer. Um, But unfortunately, the memory that sticks out the most in my mind was not a positive experience. During our workday, we were painting this building uh, for Southeast Testament, and I volunteered along with one of our students to clean off all the weeds from the back of this building so that we could paint it. So the two of us, had just started this, clearing all these vines and weeds away. We were about two minutes in, and this neighbor walked around to us. And I kid you not, his eyes were bulging, the veins were popping out of the side of his neck. This guy was ticked off. And he started to yell and swear at us about destroying his property. Now this teenage girl with me just shuffles behind me because she's clearly getting scared by this guy. And he goes on to say that he's going to defend his property with his life and he's not going to warn us again. And it didn't matter what I said to him. He was not going to calm down. So the best we could do really was just to say, okay, and walk away. And now it was obvious that this guy has some other issues, but really it was just sad to think that someone would live their life like this having so much rage over basically nothing. As I was walking back to the van, one of the other adult leaders said to me, well, I bet that's gonna make it into a sermon of yours. At the time I thought, no, Bob, no way. I don't see what's redeeming about this encounter. It's just kind of sad. As we were driving away from the worksite, one of the students said to me, well, Pastor Tony, you should have just preached a sermon to him. That would have fixed it. And of course, the reality is that When someone is that keyed up, there are no magic words to fix it. Sometimes the best you can do is just walk away. But I was really thinking to myself, and I didn't share this, but what I was really thinking was, yeah, right. Like a sermon is ever gonna do any good for a person like that. That guy is never gonna change. It doesn't matter what anyone says to him or what anyone does for him, he's stuck the way he is. And you know what? He's getting what he deserves. His bitter, angry existence is the punishment for his own actions. It wasn't a pretty thought, but that's what I was thinking. Because it's hard not to feel cynical after you have an experience like that. But do you see how easy it would be for a cynical thought to then lead to a cynical attitude? So maybe it starts as one encounter with one person, but then that becomes how you start to see people like him. Anyone who lives in that area or who has the same political thoughts or looks like that person, suddenly we start to say that there's no hope for any of them. So whether you think that you're a cynical person or not, we all have moments like this where we start to feel a little cynical. And let me say that that's okay, that's normal. Everyone has those moments. But it becomes a problem as people of faith when those little moments start to take over. And then that's our default state. That's the way that we see the world. And that gets in the way of living out the gospel. I love what the author of our book points out about how cynicism starts. He says this, cynicism 
begins not because you don't care, but because you do care. You do care, but then something happens and you get burned. Like you care about your aging parents and despite all that you've sacrificed for them, your mother says to you, you never loved me or you wouldn't have put me in that home. You never loved me or you would have taken better care of me. And then that hurts more than you want to admit and you don't want to get hurt again. Or maybe you've poured yourself into this cause, some project or ministry, whatever it was, and it didn't go anywhere. And you don't want that to happen again. You see, that's why we get bitter and cynical. We do care. And then we get let down and we become cynical to try and protect ourselves from getting hurt again. But giving up on hope is no way to live. Especially as Christians, we are called to be people of hope. That is our story. So one of the ways to guard against some of that pain that leads to cynicism is setting up healthy boundaries. I found that people are often surprised to hear that Jesus had boundaries. He did. He gave himself for others, sure, but he didn't do everything that he was asked to do. Jesus often said no to things that were good because he needed to do something else. We are all called to love and serve our neighbors, and we will be able to do that for longer and more effectively if we can set up some healthy boundaries. In other words, it's okay to say no sometimes. No, I'm not gonna give my resources or my time here because I'm gonna give them over here so I can serve my neighbor more effectively. So boundaries are important, but there's something else that is key to keeping cynicism at bay, and it's simply hope. It's refusing to let go of hope which I know is easier said than done. But being a hopeful person is not something that either you're born with or you're not. No, hope is a habit. It's a muscle that we can exercise. We can choose to work on being more hopeful people. There's this proverb attributed to the Cherokee cry, tribe about the two wolves. And it says that it's like each of us have these two wolves that are constantly fighting inside of us. And the one wolf is good. It's joy and peace and love and humility. And the other wolf is evil. All the things we don't want to be. Pride, greed, resentment, ego. And the wolf that wins is the one that you feed. So let me ask you, which do you feed more? The hope or the cynic inside of you? One of the everyday ways that we can feed our hope is simply by being intentional about what we reflect on and what we share about our day. How often do we have a day that's full of all these positive interactions and people are mostly gracious and patient and kind, but then at the end of the day, as we're lying awake in bed, what do we dwell on? We dwell on that one interaction that wasn't good. You see, we can balance that out by making this conscious effort to talk about the good things and pray about the things that give us hope. So back to that high school mission trip, Later in the day, as we were finishing up painting, I saw Bob, one of our leaders, talking over the fence with that neighbor that we had so much trouble with earlier. And I have to admit, when I saw Bob strike up this conversation, I thought, come on, really? Don't stir up trouble again. And at first, I heard a lot of that same heated conversation that was happening earlier. But then, 
I heard Bob mention a game. And they were talking sports, and I'm not a sports person. I don't know, cricket, baseball, basketball, whatever it was. But the guy started to cool down. And at the end of this conversation, I actually heard this neighbor tell Bob, now you have a good day, sir. And that's how they parted. I was blown away. I mean, when I talked with him earlier, I thought, how long is it before we have to call the police on it? That's the only way that this is gonna end. And somehow Bob managed to connect with him on a human level, and they left on better terms. See, it turns out that someone did preach what that neighbor needed to hear. It just wasn't me. Now, I'm not naive. I don't think that means everything is fixed, but it's still important. That was a powerful moment that gave me hope. I think that God gives us these glimpses of hope whenever we look for them. So we get chances all the time to feed our cynicism or to feed our hope. And thankfully, we're not alone in this. God is in the business not of stirring up trouble. God is in the business of stirring up hope for all those who have eyes to see it.